Alright, welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. Leo Flowers. How are you doing? How? You know what? I hate how are you We talked about this before. It's not really about how are you doing. It's about how do you feel? How do you, how do you feel? How are you breathing? Are your shoulders I'm constantly telling my clients to pull their shoulders down from their ears because uh, it's a sign of stress to uh, relax their hands, to breathe into their belly, um, and to relax their face. I got a massage today, and I don't even want to call it a massage because traditionally, you know, when we think of a massage, it's like this therapeutic and uh, very soothing, very relaxing. Like you can text during your massage and have conversation. But um, I got to do John, and John does not do a massage. He does body work. Like this dude is constantly like pressing on one part of my shoulder and then twisting my arm in some weird contortion. And then somehow I feel amazing after. Um, so I had some body work done today because I've been doing a lot of hiking and uh, swimming and a lot of just, just moving my body. I'm, you know, the, the, the winter time is, is, uh, is almost behind us and uh, the sun's starting to come out and I can feel my, uh, my energy, my, my energy, I just have a lot of energy. I've been up since 4.30 a.m. this morning. It's now almost uh, 8 o'clock, and uh, I did take a, I took, how many, did I take two naps? I took a 20-minute nap this morning, and I think I took another, I, took a, I think I took two 20-minute naps, but besides that, uh, just been going and feeling great, got a swim in. This is not about me. My point is, is that um, check in with yourself, you know, or how are you breathing? How are you? Are you hydrated? Do you need some water? Grab some water if you need that. Uh, today's episode, I'm excited and I'm excited. That's not the right word, but uh, I'm excited to share some great information with you is uh, what I am. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple things. Uh, first. The main thing for today is we're going to talk about uh, CTE, which is you know the 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 you know when uh, athletes uh, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy, whatever that a lot of athletes experience who played football, uh, soccer, uh, even gymnast uh, experiences wrestlers, and any any sport where there's a lot of your, your head's getting banged around. Either you're hitting your head or something's hitting your head um, or you, you're changing direction really quickly and your brain's just jostling around in there. Uh, you, you even see it in uh, domestic abuse. People have been domestically abused. They've uh, been hit. Um, either, you know, just, just the violence from it. Excuse me. I don't know why I'm always gagging. Uh, you know, this I'm, I'm, this makes me nervous. I, I want you guys to listen. Uh, I had to like there's so much. I feel anxiety 
sometimes when I do the podcast. And so I find myself wanting to binge eat before I record. Cause, and and p- part of it is, is anxiety, but the other part is excitement. Like I get excited to share the information with you guys and then like I'll end up like snacking or overeating or something beforehand. And then I, I come in and I record the podcast all gassy and burpy. So that's why you'll, you'll hear me burping and, and all gassy and stuff um, because I just I get too excited. And then instead of, you know, meditating or levitating, uh, I'll snack on something or, or drink a lot of water really quickly. And then I'll be like, uh, 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 uh. so I apologize. I'm going to get that together because it is disrespectful um, today. But we're going to talk about CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, um, which is kind of like a brain injury. And because a lot of military vets experience it also, but uh, currently in the news, uh, Kelly Catlin, um, uh, she's an Olympic medalist and she took her life and it was after she had a severe concussion. And I want to preface this. A lot of the research says and shows that you know, when a celebrity or somebody with a high profile uh, completes suicide, that the suicide rates go up. And, it, you know, and they feel like because it's strictly, uh, you know, a mimicking thing or a modeling thing or, uh, you know, it's like, oh, if she did it, then uh, I should do it, you know, because, you know, th- this person was a role model and had an amazing life. And so, you know, the thinking is if, if that person took their life and my life is nowhere close to their life, then um, I, I probably should go too, right? But I feel like the other part is is that when we hear about these uh, celebrity suicides and and uh, or suicides of uh, somebody even close to you, what isn't really done is a deconstruction of potentially like what led up to it and the factors like it's like it's talked about and is glossed over and is briefly mentioned in a lot of these articles but there's really never an in-depth conversation like I was looking at all the information uh about uh you know the factors leading to her completing uh suicide and they they mentioned things like, you know, her concussion and, you know, she was feeling a little off before and uh, racing thoughts and et cetera, et cetera. But they, they, it didn't, none of them went into, they didn't give you the, the, the full picture. And so that's what I want to do today. Like, all right, if, if we're saying she had a concussion and after the head injury, she wasn't herself, then let's talk about what that looks like and let's talk about how we can treat that so that if we experience a concussion or have CTE or we're feeling a little off how do we combat that so that's what this episode is going to be about is like what are the symptoms of CTE uh, uh, or if for some of you have might have TBI traumatic brain injury and then how do we treat that what are the what are the you know, how do we manage it so that we can preemptive strike it and also 
not feel like um, uh, we're powerless against it. I played college football. So this is very close to me because I played college football and um, and I definitely know that, um, you know, I feel the mood swings. I feel the depressive symptoms, uh, the, the horrible memory. I tell people up front, like, I, like I like I wear glasses and I forget my I forget to put my glasses on uh, and don't realize it till I get in my car and then I'm like I, I can't see anything I have to put my glasses on so it's very close to me because this is something that uh, I know as I get older is not going to get better it's only is going to uh, you know di- you know get or I don't want to say get worse, it's going to progress, right? I don't want to use the word get worse, it's going to progress. So instead of just being like, oh, well, it's going to get worse and it's going to progress, so I might as well, you know, nothing's going to happen. It's like, no, 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 what are, what are the proven treatments? What, what are other people doing? How are other people managing it? Let's look at that, right? So that's what I want to do. But before we get into that, we always want to give out the phone number, and I, I want to apologize. I want to apologize to my listeners who are overseas, because every week I give out this National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number, and I have international listeners, and I'm like, I'm just leaving them out. Um, now, with that said, I don't know the international. Let me, let me just let me just give me a second. Let me just international number, uh, number, number for suicide. What is that number? I was just like, oh man, that, I was like, that is, list of, there we go. International. All right. So. There's a website called Danny. Okay, so if you go to depressionisnotdestiny.com, it has a list, a compiled list of suicide hotlines from around the world. So if you're in Argentina, Australia, Belgium, Botswana, Canada, um, uh, you know, I, know, I know I have a lot of Canadian listeners, uh, Denmark, France, you know, all these different Switzerland, United Kingdom, USA. So um, once again, that website is depression is not and it lists uh, the international suicide hotlines. So check that out. And uh, I got this uh, resource from IB pf.org. I'm going to put it in the show notes. But I just want like I said I want to apologize cuz I was like, "Oh man, I'm I'm reaching people globally and I'm I'm give, just giving out national numbers." You know, that's that American uh uh that American way right there. Um all right, so with that said, the number the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255 or you can call 1-800-784-2433. Please make the call if you need to. You it, just don't have to call for yourself. You can call for somebody else if there's someone close to you 
who's thinking about it and you're just and you want to figure out how to talk to them, how to communicate with them, how to connect and uh, talk them down. So with that said, we also want to start off with some gratitude or not. I don't know. I'm going to say that to the end. I'm going to say the gratitude to the end. So as part of managing your emotions every every week i like to i like to do a thing called uh germs uh and germs is j-e-r-m-s i talked about this in previous episodes where i journal exercise read meditate and do self-affirmations and i bring this up because sometimes when we are emotionally spiraling out of control or don't know how to start our day um, I wake up with a bit of anxiety every morning and I've accepted that. I just go, uh, because part of it is anxiety, but I've come to embrace it and accept it. And I realize, oh, it is, uh, just excite. Part of it is, 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 a uh, excitement. Cause I realize I don't wake up with the anxiety every morning. There's some mornings where I wake up with this like sense of dread and I don't want to get out of bed at all. Um, that actually happened a few days ago where I did get out of bed to do some stuff and then I just went right back to bed, but it was, it was a day. And I think sometimes it's okay to have a day where you're just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to hang out in a cave. But if you have successive days, then maybe we need to, uh, do something to disrupt that pattern. So, uh, I want to read to you something I journaled. So I, as part of my exercise, I've been doing a lot of hiking. I'm getting away from the gyms. I've, I have a gym membership at uh, LA Fitness, and I was like, you know what? Being inside, that doesn't do anything uh, for me. I'm not inspired by working out inside anymore. I think Vegas kind of broke me of that with all the hiking out there. So I've been driving the extra miles to hike in uh, Los Angeles. And then when I get to the top of wherever I'm hiking, I like to pull out my little journal. And I just want to share a couple things with you that I wrote because another reason why I like to journal or uh, go hiking is my mind is always racing and I have a lot of thoughts up there. And And when I hike and I'm seeing mountains and trees and the ocean, it, uh, it 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 expands my mind to see something bigger than me. And I go, oh, what I'm going through is not a big deal. Like, I'm looking at the ocean. Like, the ocean's a big deal. The sky is a big deal. The I just saw, like, a, a bird swoop into the, to the ocean and catch a fish. And, you know, and, and now it's got the fish in the mouth and flying off somewhere. I'm like, that's a big deal right there. Um so that's the other thing I love about nature, and I understand that not, not everybody's in nature, but if you can, if that's something that you want to do, you, you know, make steps now to work towards that to, or, you know, if, even if you just get out there once a week on a weekend on your day off, instead of, you know, you don't want to sit on a couch, you don't want to be home, Netflixing and chilling, it sounds good. It sounds better than it actually is. It's like a party, right? A lot of parties, like they sound dope and you get there and you're like, that was whack. I should have stayed home or went hiking, right? Um, so I get to the top and I write, uh, hiked Los Leones. That was great. Um, 
And then I wrote to myself, write your book. So I had, it reminded me to like, I got I, like I have so many book ideas that I want to put out there, and I'm going to write that. Um, also wrote, uh, oh, and then I started making a list of things that I wanted to do for the day, like go to the Santa Monica Pier, uh, where I was going to eat, um, and then uh, I was going to write some more, cancel subscriptions, because I realized like it's tax season, and I, I'm subscribed. So there's this website called Unroll Me, and they will uh, unroll you from all the newsletter subscriptions that you have. And I had like a hundred. I had no idea. I was like, why is my mailbox always so full? And it's just stuff that I've been subscribing to. And Unroll Me, it takes you like two seconds uh, to go in and just put your email address in. And it, it... it brings up all of the things you're subscribed to, and then you just click on the ones that you want to unroll from. And I promise you, like, I'm getting, like, five emails a day now, which is great. I mean, it's not great because I, I need to – that means I'm not sending out a lot of emails. But at the same time, it's it's cleared up a lot of mental space because I'm not spending a lot of time deleting stuff. So go to Unroll Me to um, if you want to clear out your inbox – a lot faster and receive less uh, less trash. And also want to subscribe, unsubscribe to, you know, like I have Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube TV, uh, Showtime. Like I don't need all these different streaming uh, sources because it's what it's great to have that. But I realize, like, if I'm really engaged in uh, activities, work. Uh, meeting people for lunch, having a full day, living my best life, then I really don't have time for television. And and if I do, like, I don't want to watch it by myself. Like, it's not as much fun. Like, it's cool, and, and it, it seems like a great way to pass my time, but it's so much more fun to watch a movie or watch a TV show or, or enjoy it with someone else. So I'd rather enjoy it in that capacity than by myself. I, I mean, if I'm going to be by myself and enjoying entertainment, that, that's what books are for. That's what uh, you know, practicing my guitar is for. But television and movies, like when I grew up, like people, we as a family, when the Cosby Show came on or other shows came on, like the whole family gathered around the television, and that's what made it special. And, and you were excited, and you got popcorn, like. Yeah, pop like you, you like you treated TV shows like a movie. Like you got the snacks ready, and uh, you ran out there, and uh, you're, you know, like your your brother or sister would be like, "Hey, the show's coming on," and and then you'd run out there, and and you got ready, and uh, you know, you don't want anybody talking because you know you couldn't rewind it. Nothing was streamed back in the day, so if you missed dialogue, you you just missed it, and and then the fun was like. You know, if you had something to do or use the bathroom, could you get it done during the commercial break? So I want to get back to that, and uh, um, and that's going to require me to cut out a lot of uh, streaming uh, activities. And you'll think you'll miss it, but you won't. And here's how I know I, I won't miss it is um, a few days ago we had a huge lightning strike or a thunderstorm. And the power went out for a few hours. And I got to be honest, the Wi-Fi was out. The, the, the couldn't, you know, all the electricity 
was out. And so uh, I can't even use the my cell phone, obviously, because the, the Wi-Fi was, oh, I could use it for phone calls, but not um, uh, not the internet. And I got to tell you, I felt such a huge sense of relief. I felt so good. Like I could feel my shoulders drop. I could feel like I was bre- I could I was breathing my 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 jaw unclenched. I was like I don't have to do anything. Like I could just be present. And when all the electricity went out in the building and in parts of the city, it was so quiet. Like you could hear a pin drop and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." Um so I was like I got to unsubscribe. All right, carrying on. The can I wrote cancel subscriptions, explore that myopia. Um, foods to eat, it's an ever focus on the self. I have no idea what that is, but the point is, I just wrote down some ideas, and and I and I encourage you to to journal. Just write down ideas. It doesn't have to be anything emotional. It could be. Uh, if if journaling is is too much for you, or draw, sketch, uh, paint, uh, write a poem, um, put pictures in, uh, put collages in your journal. Like your journal could be whatever you want it to be. It could be symbols. It could be um, I have an idea for the house that I want. You could start uh, you know mapping out ideas for your house. Uh, let your imagination run wild. It doesn't have to be this, here's what my day was or here's what I'm feeling. It could be whatever you want it to be, but just, you know, make it a habit. So get that journal, um, exercise. I went swimming. I prefer to hike. I'd hike every day if I could, but I also prefer to mix it up. So today, this morning I went swimming. Yesterday I went bike riding and it's just I love the feeling of breeze, of fresh air on my face. Um, that's I think that's why like being in an apartment or in a cubicle like that doesn't that just I, it, it's it's not healthy for me. I have to be outside. I have to feel movement. I have to feel uh, it gives me a sense of freedom. I think you know a lot of times we we just think of financial freedom. But you have to think about things that give you a psychological sense of freedom. And Breeze does that for me. Being outside, seeing seeing bigger than me. All right. Now, part of germs, because we're still do, talking about germs. Uh, so I talked to you about what I'm journaling. I uh, talked to you about my exercise. And, uh, and, and I like to exercise first thing in the morning if I can. As the day goes on, it gets harder and harder for me. Um, and then, I wanna, so here's what I'm reading right now. Uh, well, I should I say reading, but what I'm listening to, Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. It's a book about uh, infidelity, but really about relationships. If you don't know who Esther Perel is, she's like the modern day Dr. Ruth. And, she, uh, and so I just want to read you a couple notes. I haven't finished the book yet, but here are a couple notes that I've, t- I've written down. And, uh, and, and I'm not going to go into it, but I'm just going to throw them out there and then maybe in the future uh, do an entire uh, podcast about uh, um, what I read in a book because 
you know, so, I mean, relationships are huge. And a lot of us are still learning how to navigate the, the, the emotional terrain of relationships. Ooh, that was good, Leo, the emotional terrain of relationships. So I'm going to give you like a few quick notes that are written down, and I'm not going to go into it, but uh, one is infidelity happens in good marriages. Wow. I, you know, I think a lot of times when there's infidelity in a relationship, we think that it's because something's wrong with the relationship, but everything could be right with the relationship and we still cheat. Like, it's almost like you could, you could have a great day and be living your best life and still finish a whole box of Oreos, right? Like, it's not, it, it doesn't mean that uh, something's wrong with you or with the relationship. Uh, it, could, it could just be uh, indicative of other things. So that was uh, one of the notes. Infidelity happens in good marriages. The other thing is, she she said that men cheat out of boredom and fear of intimacy. Women cheat out of loneliness and lack of intimacy. Uh, which is interesting because, and I think that could go either way. I think it depends on the type of guy and the type of woman, but. What here's what here's what stands out to me about that. When we talk about you know men cheat out of boredom and fear of intimacy, it's it's interesting because it's not it just it just doesn't pertain to your relationship. It also pertains to um, your it could pertain to your work. Sometimes we cheat on our work, right? We cheat on our careers by having little side hustles or we sabotage it in some way. Um, we could, we cheat on ourselves, like where we set goals for ourselves. And then we go, man, I, I said I wouldn't do that anymore. And then we, we go ahead and do it anyway. So sometimes, you know, when we grab those Oreos or we have that drink, um, it, it's, it's because we're bored. Or we are lonely. It's not just women who get lonely. Men get lonely, too. I mean, obviously, that's why, you know, escorts are making so much money and uh, infidelity is so high. And, you know, you see guys just hanging out at bars. Um, so if you're if you're bored, if you're lonely, know that it, it's uh, it has it, it, it goes beyond just a relationship. You could be bored with your work. You could be bored with uh, the, the direction your life is going or feeling lonely. Um, and as, it could, you know, you could be in a marriage and you could have five kids and still feel lonely and still be bored. So you have to have, and we have a podcast. Uh, I forget what number it is, but if you go back through, uh, you know, we have a podcast that talks about how to deal with boredom. And uh, one that deals with loneliness, uh, two of those are separate. So check those out, please. All right. And then the third thing I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, oh, she said that we no longer divorce because we aren't happy. We divorce because we could be happier. And that's so true. It's like people think, and, and you know, saying like goes back to, to work and, and other areas of your life where, so maybe you quit a job, not because you're not happy, but because you think you're going to be happier somewhere else or 
you move from where you are, not because you're not happy, but you're like, oh, if I move over here, I'll be happier. We always think we're going to be happier. So that, that grass is the grass is greener on the other side. And what's interesting is that part of that equation is that your side has grass. You're you're going from a side that has grass to another side that also has grass. Because the, the saying is the grass is greener on the other side. So that's saying that you're so, like you ha, like the you have the grass. You have you're like that's you're, you're going from grass to grass. It, it, oh, it was okay. It's a little greener. It's a, all right. Well, it's still grass, right? So, um, I forgot the point I was making, but the you know it's like we always think that things are going to be better, but at some point. That green grass, that grass that is so green on the other side, you don't you don't realize it's just because the sun was hitting it a certain way, or um, eventually it's going to get brown. It's grass. Like you, get, you still got to take care of that grass. That's the thing is you go to the other side where the grass is greener, but you still got to cut that grass. You got to fertilize that grass, and if it's greener, that means you got to put more effort into that grass that you left your grass for. Because if your grass isn't as green as that grass, that means you weren't really taking care of the grass that you have. So why are you going to the other side? It's you need to figure out instead of going to the other side where the grass is greener, you need to just ask the other side, hey, how'd you get your grass so green? And then incorporate those skills and lessons and values into your side instead of just hopping a fence. You already got your side. You already got grass. Just figure out. How to make it better? Because if you don't know how to take care of your grass on your side, you're definitely not going to take care of the grass on the other side, and then that grass is going to lose its luster that you uh, went over there for. Boom! All right, let's get into the main part of the podcast uh, where we're talking about CTE, and this is important because I think that uh, one, domestic violence is really high. Two, a lot of us have played sports. And have some type of, you know, head injury. Uh, even if you've been in car accidents, people. I've been. Look, I've I've smashed my head when I was uh, six, seven. I ran into a brick wall, and I remember the doctor saying uh, I was a millimeter away from cracking my skull, and I had to get these stitches down the front of my forehead. I was bleeding profusely. We were playing follow the leader, and of course I was the leader, so I went first and I made this huge jump from one bench to another, and uh, it had just got done raining, and when I jumped, I slid right into the corner of this brick wall, and I remember the the brick, I hit it so hard that part of the big brick uh, broke, and then I had this blood just running down my face, and all my friends just took off and left. They were my friends. I was like, you're dead to me. Um... And my mom, she saw my face. She started crying, took me to the hospital. I had three stitches, and the doctor was like, one more millimeter, and your cr- your skull would have been cracked open. Uh, and then cut to, I was, I've been in probably 10 car accidents. I mean, like, where a car was spinning out, we hit a pole a couple times, rear-ended, front, T-boned, all types of stuff uh, as a kid and uh, as I got older. So a lot of brain matter sloshing around uh, in those situations. And then 
you know, always having played sports my whole life, like football, basketball, just constantly active, running around, uh, getting tackled, tackling, hitting my head, getting in fights. So, um, and, and that's not to say that I have CTE because they can't, um, they don't know, they can't test for it until after you've uh, passed away, which is crazy to me. I don't know why they can't really detect it when you're alive. But anyway, um, but that's, but my point is, is that even if you don't have CTE, you could have early stages. Uh, and uh, so let's talk about what it is and, and, and give an overview. We'll talk about the symptoms and we'll talk about the uh, um, the preventative uh, measures and, uh, and, and how we, uh, how can we manage it and everything like that. All right. So chronic Traumatic encephalopathy, you know, you know what I'm saying. CTE is a term used to describe brain degeneration likely caused by repeated head traumas. CTE is a diagnosis only made at autopsy by studying sections of the brain. Um, it is a rare condition. It has been found in the brains of people who played contact sports such as football, uh, soccer, uh, even see it in um, race car drivers. Uh, Some symptoms of CTE are thought to include difficulties with thinking, physical problems, emotions, and other behaviors. Uh, It is a controversial condition that is not well understood. Researchers do not yet know the frequency of CTE in the population and do not understand the causes there is no cure for CTE, no definitive cure, right? But that doesn't mean we can't manage it. So here's some of the, the symptoms, right? Uh, difficulty thinking, impulsive behavior, depression or apathy, short-term memory loss, difficulty planning and carrying out tasks, uh, emotional instability, substance abuse, suicidal thoughts or behavior. Now, here are some other suspected symptoms that may include irritability, aggression, speech and language difficulties, motor impairment such as difficulty walking, tremor, loss of muscle movement, weakness or rigidity, trouble swallowing, vision and focusing problems, trouble with smell, uh, and dementia, right? Now, here's when you should go see a doctor, um, should definitely go see a doctor if you are having suicidal thoughts. Research shows that people with CTE may be at increased risk of suicide. If you have thoughts of hurting yourself, call 911, your local emergency number, or the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which we've already given out. Uh, you should also see a doctor if you've had a head injury, even if you didn't need emergency care. Um, if you've had some type of head injury, just go get checked out. Make sure there's no swelling, there's no uh, internal bleeding taking place. If you have memory problems, and this is uh, especially like with short term, uh, see your doctor and and just have them run a few cognitive tests to make sure uh, that that you're all good, right? They'll 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 take you through a gamut of they'll give you some numbers and ask you to repeat, and, and they'll tell you a story and ask you to repeat details, things like that. Um, if there's a personality or mood change, and it'll be drastic, 
it'll be like the personality change, the mood change. It'll, it'll be quite drastic if you if you've had a head injury that is uh, really affecting uh, who you are and uh, is a cause for concern. Okay, uh, here are some of the causes of the of CTE. Uh, repetitive head trauma is the most likely cause of CTE right now. Um, so like if you play in, like I said, basketball, field hockey, cheerleading, volleyball, lacrosse, all those uh, that have uh, high rates, high, that, that repeated head impacts and also have high rates of concussion. CTE has also been found in people who repeatedly bang their heads, people who have been physically abused and those with epilepsy that has not been well controlled. Blast injuries to military personnel also can result in CTE. However, not all athletes and not everyone who experiences repeated concussions, including military personnel, go on to develop CTE. Some studies have shown no increased incidence of CTE in people exposed to repeated head injuries. Okay? So, here are some ways that we can prevent CTE, all right? Um, and, you know, and like I said, the research is not conclusive. These are just uh, ways to manage it and, uh, and, and, and live to see another day. Uh, one is behavior therapy. Now, the reason why behavior therapy works so well is uh, it helps us manage the mood swings because, like we said, there's a lot of depress, a lot of depression, and um, uh, uh, there's some highs and lows that can come with CTE or brain injuries. And so, behavior therapy will basically consist of uh, getting exercise, right? Because the the exercise will release endorphins that will make you feel good, and it will also kind of mellow you out. Um, Make sure you keep to a routine. Create a routine and keep to your routine. Um, a lot of people who have uh, CTE or some type of traumatic brain injury really need uh, a daily routine and schedule to so that their brain doesn't have to do a lot of work. Things, you know, it's kind of like put as many things uh, on automatic pilot as possible, right? So create a routine, stick to your routine. Uh, wake up at the same time, go to bed at the same time, you know, have your meals at the same time. Uh, you know, don't, not a lot of variety. They say variety is a spice of life, but not too much spice. Too much salt is no bueno, right? Uh, other forms of behavior therapy are tracking your moods. And this goes back to journaling. You know, track the, you want to figure out when are you high, when are you low? Are you high? Because a lot of times what you'll find is, you're low in the morning, and then you're, you're kind of manic or have more energy at night, or it could be vice versa, or it could be based on the seasons. It could be based on the day of the week. You know, is it, are you high on Monday, low on Tuesday? Are you high during the week, low on the weekend? What, what are the, you know, you got to be like a, a, a meteorologist, and you got to track the weather, track the storm, track your moods. But that requires you to write it down. Or if you if you don't like to write, 
then record it into a voice recorder, you know, just to just to have it or do vlogs, have a video vlog where you're recording yourself and you go, you know, it's like, you know, remember those movies with the astronauts, those movies with the astronauts, like movies with astronauts when they're going off into space. One of the ways that they stay sane is that they record daily vlogs and videos about their day, how they're feeling. Um, and it's just a, a video journal. And so for those of you who don't like to write, keep a video journal. All right. Um, another form of behavior therapy so that you can uh, manage your mood swings. Uh, m- make sure you get sleep. And when we say get sleep, people are like, well, what does that mean? Make sure you're not doing anything that hurts your sleep, like too much caffeine, uh, too much, um, what, what else was I going to say? Too much, or eating too close to bed. I have a friend uh, I went bike riding with, you know, she talked about how she ate a burger and fries right before bed, and uh, that woke her up at like three o'clock in the morning, you know, so... Make sure you're not only giving yourself enough time to sleep, but that you're also not doing anything to hurt your sleep. And, and so then that goes into the other form of behavior therapy, which is proper nutrition. And what nutrition, what they found with CTE and any type of traumatic brain injury is that uh, a ketogenic diet is good. Now, a ketogenic diet is like high protein, high fat, low carb. Now, I, I, I know, look, I love carbs, so... Low carbs are good, but I, at the very basic level of your nutrition, whole foods. Stay away from the processed foods. It's, it's challenging, I understand, but we are talking about your brain, your life, your purpose, your mission, and living, thriving to 100 so create a plan of how to wean yourself off. And it doesn't have to be this permanent thing where you never have a processed food again. Like we're not robots. We don't live in a vacuum. I understand that. You know, there's the Christmas party, there are birthday parties, there's New Year's Eve, uh, there's Saturday, there's today. Like I understand that. But we're talking about generally speaking overall because if you sat and looked at your diet you probably find that you're eating a lot more processed and junk food than you should be eating, right? Then, then it's good for you. So look at your nutrition. Make sure you're getting a lot of water and you're getting more whole food. And especially a lot of grains. Get you some spinach. Get that kale. Put that kale in your smoothie. Put that spinach in your smoothie. Put some, uh, what else? Uh, some spirulina. What else we got in there? We got... Put, put the greens in. Get yourself some greens, right? Greens will keep you lean, keep your brain sharp, keep your cognition going on. And here's and here's what some people will be like, well, my friend doesn't do anything and they're doing what I, Listen, don't be out here comparing yourself to other people. This is about you and your health and, and your mission and your purpose and getting you to 100 and... Um, And so, yeah, so shut it down and turn it on and and get those greens in your smoothie, in your salad, put them in your eggs. I don't care how you dress it up. Put put a little extra uh, 
uh, extra virgin olive oil on there and have yourself a good salad time, right? Okay, so we're still talking about how to manage, uh, how to you know how to manage if you have CTE or some type of traumatic brain injury. All right, so actually, I don't know why I'm saying traumatic brain. We're going to stick with CTE because uh, the traumatic brain injury is that's a completely different thing, and I want to apologize, but I'm not going to delete it out. Okay. All right, so. When you have uh, CTE, you also will experience, uh, you may experience a lot of uh, physical pain. And some of the things you can do to manage your pain, some healthy ways besides taking painkillers, right, which are really not painkillers, they're pain maskers, right? That's what they are. They just mask the pain. We don't want to do that. We want to manage the pain, right? Um, so get a massage. I got, I got, like I said, I got some body work today. I have, I have six bulging discs in my neck, and I can go in and get painkillers at any moment. I could just rack up the amount of painkillers, but uh, I'm, I'm fortunate that, one, I can afford to get a massage as often as I do, um, but um, I'm also intentional, like, it's, it's what I want to do because there, there are people and we know who have the means to get a massage and won't and they'll just uh, take the painkillers. So get a massage, get some acupuncture. Uh, uh, if you have the means in, in the area, a hyperbaric bar- uh, oxygen therapy is uh, dope. So we're like pumping oxygen into your into your lungs so you can breathe because the oxygenation uh, expands and multiplies the the blood cells in your brain and uh, and increases cognition and and uh, uh, blood flow. So if you have access to a hyperbaric oxygen therapy uh, chamber, uh, get yourself in one of those. Um, and we only need like a do that like once a week because uh, it, it shows that it just improves cognition. So there are a very healthy acupuncture. I've had acupuncture now. I'm going to be honest. I've had acupuncture. Uh, I don't, for me, the massage uh, is much more effective. And I just think it depends on who's who's doing. It's just like if I went to the wrong masseuse, I'd be like, man, massages suck. They don't work. So it's all about going to the right acupuncturist. It's about going to the right masseuse. It's about going to the right physical therapist, right? Um, a lot of people swear by getting a sauna, sweating. If you sit uh, sitting in a sauna for 20 minutes or if you don't have access to a sauna, uh, a hot bath, a hot Epsom salt bath with your, your natural oils, with uh, eucalyptus and uh, some lavender. And, you know, citrus oils are actually good for depression to make you feel better. Think about this, you know. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my mom would spray Pledge, and it was always like the lemon-scented Pledge, and I used to always just, I love that smell. I was like, oh, that's amazing right there, um, but now imagine Pledge without the chemicals, and and you just got the lemon scent, and something about lemon, orange, uh, if you get one of those scented type of, a citrus-scented oil, or a citrus-scented uh, candle, but like soy-based or vegetable-based, don't get the wax-based uh, because those have chemicals in it also, you will feel, um, uh, 
You'll feel amazing. So you can start your day off with that, right? Spray your car with a little citrus uh, citrus scent, and uh, you'd be off and on your way. So that was for pain management, right? Now, the other thing that, uh, and we briefly talked about this, is, like we said, your nutrition, your diet. So if you have CTE, um, going on a ketogenic diet. Now, I'm not going to get into all the tenets of a ketogenic diet. Uh, Google that. K-E-T-O-G-E-N-I-C, ketogenic diet, like I said. And and basically why it's good is because uh, CTE is is basically an inflammation of your brain. Like your brain is just swelling, it's swollen, there's not enough space in your brain for the blood to flow, and uh, and, and things are now just getting squished up in there. That's a real... uh, uh, primitive definition of it, but uh, if you so, what you want to do is have a an anti-inflammatory diet, foods that will not inflame you, and processed foods cause inflammation. They cause uh, the muscles to swell up. They they make it hard for blood to flow through your body and minerals to get through there. And so you want to be on an anti-inflammatory diet. I would Google anti-inflammatory foods like pineapple. Uh, uh, cucumber. Uh, what else is anti-inflammatory? It reduces any, you know, greens, any grain, kale, all the greens. They reduce uh, inflammation, especially spinach and dandelions. And then, uh, and then, so you probably have to eliminate uh, a lot of a lot of red meats. Uh, have just because of the hormones and all the stuff that they put in it. Uh, usually, those cause a lot of inflammation. And so, I've been. I haven't had red meat in uh, months because I got sick over in January. I was sick for an entire month. And I know it's because I was eating a lot of junk. I was eating a lot of dairy and processed meats. And uh, and because it was close to the holidays, I probably had a few more drinks than I should have. So after I got sick for that month, I was like, nope, no more. I cut out the dairy for the most part, and I cut out uh, red meat. So I do eat fish. Every now and again, I have turkey, um, and uh, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, of course, it's always a work in progress, but that's where I'm at right now with my nutrition, just trying to keep anything out of my system that will uh, cause inflammation. With that said, so the other thing is if you have CTE, do memory exercises. You know, uh, you take, you know, so many apps where you can learn a language, like I do Duolingo. I haven't been doing it for a while, but it's still there. Uh, crossword puzzles, uh, 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 word, what are, what are the, not the crossword puzzle, but what was the other one? The, uh, uh, the New York Times Daily Cross. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, crosswords and then word searches. Um, uh, look, clearly, uh, see, I hit my head a couple times. My brain is is freezing. But so you know, do anything that tests your memory. You know, I, I, like I'm taking guitar lessons. Like so, I have to memorize the keys and the and the chords and the songs and the notes and things like that. So do anything that challenges um, your memory. Do you know? And that means exposing yourself to different things. Sometimes you just have to learn something new 
just for the sake of learning something new, just to work your brain out. You got to think about like when you were a kid, you didn't pick everything that you did. You were just exposed to a lot of different things. And then from the things you were exposed to, you kind of gravitated towards, you know, this or that. And, you know, most kids don't come out the womb like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a, it's like, no, you like, you know, your mom bought you a science kit and you're like, oh, this is cool. You played a uh, doctor and you're like, oh, I want to learn more about this. So don't think that because you're an adult that you're done, you know, like there's so much still for you to learn. And there's so many things that you haven't. Like I was watching Chef's Table on Netflix and it's like I, I, I've eaten. I love mangoes. But they had this episode uh, with this lady in India, and she was talking about like how there's like a million different varieties of mangoes. And I thought it was just like two or three. She was like, it's like eight billion varieties. And I'm like, I want all those mangoes. I want every variety of mango. So now I got to go to India to get me a bunch of, and I, and I think like somewhere in Mexico, they got a bunch of varieties of mangoes uh, down there also. So I'm on a quest to get and try every variety of mango. Um, The other thing you can do if you have CTE is to uh, climb uh, or climb. High altitudes are great for you. Now, high altitudes aren't great for everybody, um, but it's good to occasionally, if, if you were born in high altitude areas, it's good for you to stay there. Right. But if you're born in low altitude areas, it's good for you to occasionally expose yourself to high altitude areas, but may not necessarily be good for you to stay and live there um, because of uh, you could cause some heart conditions in some people because the air is thinner. But high altitude areas uh, can uh, help with your CTE because the air quality is so much better as you uh increase your altitude, right? Because uh, all the, you know, all the pollution, all the environmental toxins, they, they all sit low. Those, like all the smog, it sits real low. So like if you're in the cities, you're in New York, uh, Chicago, LA, it's just sitting there um, on the highways and the streets and in the neighborhoods. But like when you hike up into the woods and the mountains, um, you get up there in the high altitudes, then the air is so much crisper, cleaner, fresher, and you can just feel your lungs like, (gasps) so it gets you some high altitude. And it's also good because then you're closer to the sun. That means you're giving yourself more vitamin D, which gives you more energy, which keeps you going. So there's there's a lot of reasons to go hiking, hiking people, get out, get outdoors. Don't be indoors, all right? Um, and then the last thing that people do is uh, stem cells, uh, stem cell therapy. Now, like I said, there's been no conclusive evidence that stem cell therapy works, but it is uh, something that a lot of athletes are experimenting with. So there are options, people. There are options, Um And I want to reemphasize that I'm sharing all this to show you that um, we can, we don't have to, uh, CTE is not um, a death sentence and there are 
ways that we can combat and fight, you know, a lot of things that happen to us. There is a, um, when, when I had the, when I was diagnosed with the six bulging discs in my neck and they fused my three through five together, I had to, I had to, at that moment, let go. Like, I understand now in yoga, they talk about letting go. And what they mean is sometimes you have to let go of who you were in order to become who you, who you are, who you want to be or who you're going to be. Right. And my self image and identity was wrapped up in being a college football athlete. And then when I got the neck injury and I couldn't play anymore, um, I definitely went through a grieving process of anger, frustration, denial, uh, sadness. You know, I went through the whole, the whole six, seven, eight, twelve. I probably went through like thirty stages. I probably added some stages up in there. You know, just 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 because I'm dramatic like that. Um, but I had to let go of everything that I've done and everything that I I thought I was. And then I had to accept who I who I who I was now, who I am now in this very moment, and then say, all right, if I'm a person with six bulging discs in my neck and they're fusing my three through five together, and now I have this numbness on my left side, how do I move forward from here? How do I build from this moment on? Versus uh, how do I build from? everything else that I've done. And when you're able to do that, and it takes time, it's not something that happens overnight. It takes time. It, you know, it takes uh, therapy and um, a lot of uh, group support and reaching out to friends and uh, crying on the phone and um, crying in uh, counselor's offices and going to group meetings and things like that. It, it takes, it takes a village. Um, but once you're able to let go and and accept the the diagnosis, whatever your injury is, wherever you are in life, if if you're getting if you're getting if you're hit with a bunch of medical bills right now, if you're going through a divorce, right? Accept that. Just be like, all right, this is what it is. Right? And so how do I manage this? It's not about sometimes I think we think too much about getting rid of things. Versus how to manage things, right? There's, there's a point where you go, okay, I can't, like, I can't get rid of the six bulging discs in my neck. I can't get rid of the, the fusion, but I can manage the pain. I can manage the situation so that it doesn't become a problem. It doesn't become my worst fear, right? So focus more on how do you manage the pain? How do you manage your relationship? How do you manage the transition? You know, if you're if you're going through a loss or maybe you're moving somewhere else or you have some financial situations, how do you manage it? How do you how do you manage it in a way that allows you to find peace? Right? And acceptance. And and, and then the, the thing that I add to that also is um, look at the big picture. And that's, and this goes back to hiking. You know, look at the big, like, what's the bigger picture? Is, 
Is it is who you were? Was that really the big picture? Yeah, it could feel like it. It feels like that in the moment. Uh, Being married, was that the big picture? Uh, Having that job, was that the big picture? Um, You know, like now what's the that was the big picture now. Now, what's the other big picture? Right. There's always there's always another movie. And 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 the beauty is, is that you get to you get to decide what kind of movie it's going to be. Right. Is it going to be a comedy? Uh, Is it going to be a tragedy? Is it going to be a romance novel? Like what kind of movie do you want it to be? And then work towards it. Maybe maybe the movie doesn't work out. Maybe it's a crap movie. It, it sells like you know five dollars at the box office. Who cares? The joy is in trying to make the movie. That's it's it's not always about getting the movie made that you want made and it becomes a blockbuster. Sometimes the victory is in just getting the movie made or just working towards it. If that's the thing that gets you, you know, it's like Moses. Moses didn't get to the problem, but he did everything he could to, you know, get the people there. So let's thrive to 100. Ask yourself, how can you take care of yourself? How can you manage what's going on? How do you let go of what you need to let? Somebody owes you money, let that go. Let it go. It's going to eat you up trying to get back what somebody owes you. Nobody because nobody owes you anything. It's going to eat you up. Let it go. And, uh, and, and let's move forward. Let it go. And let's go forward. All right. Uh, that's another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Uh, and, uh, of course, let me end with three things I'm grateful for. Real quickly, I'm grateful for the swim I had this morning, man, that was, that was incredible. I'm so glad I kept telling myself I was going to go swimming. I'm grateful for the fact that I, every day I see signs of love and connection and peace and community. Um, and it's just, it's all around us. I mean, there's so much other stuff going on out in the world, but you, you see what you look for. And I'm, I'm grateful for those moments when I go, oh, that was a beautiful moment. That was a great, I saw a dude carrying a cat uh, and the cat had a harness on it. Now, I think I talked about that yesterday. I'm not, or in the last episode, I'm not sure. But uh, I'm real grateful for that moment because it made me laugh and I thought it was ridiculous. And so, uh, you know, find those things that are just ridiculous and make you laugh and, uh, you know, people watch, I like get out of here, you know, the, I'm so grateful for the moments where I can just get out of my head and enjoy the moment and, and, uh, and see other people. And then I'm also, I'm gr- super grateful. For, I talked to my mom today. It's so good to talk to, like, I, I rarely call her and I should call her more, but, uh, I'm grateful that not only did I talk to her, we had uh, a fun and funny conversation cause she's going to be almost going to be 66. 67 and she's still out here running the streets she just constantly i'm like mom where are you going she's like don't ask me where i'm going don't worry about it and then she just takes off she just and i think that's where i get it from too is my mom has no matter she's always out there in the streets. so super grateful for that and uh and of course i'm grateful that you guys tuned in and listened to another episode of before you kill yourself please share it with somebody who you think needs to hear it uh comment 
leave five stars. That really helps a lot. I love you guys, and I will talk to you uh, Monday. Peace.